you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the third week of the Locked On Indians podcast. Thank you to everyone who is listening on the Himalaya app, Google, iTunes. Uh, the subscriptions have been going up and the reviews help as well. So thank you to everyone doing that. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. And let's talk about the Indians weekend. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about the three games against Toronto. We'll then look at some of the players in Columbus and see how some of the names down there are doing. And just kind of see how uh, things are shaping up so far in the early going. So, it was, of course, a great weekend for Indians fans. They went 3-0 and against Toronto. They had their best offensive output of the season. Every single starter pitched well. The caveat here is Toronto is going to be pretty bad. Their offense might be one of the few in baseball that's currently on par with the Indians in terms of borderline talent. So not to take something away, but it this is not the most talented team. But when you're a good team, these are the teams you have to beat up on, and that is exactly what the Indians did. Friday night, watching the game, and... I remember thinking to myself, oh, so this is finally going to be the game where Carlos Santana has a bad game. And, of course, then he promptly hits the walk-off home run to win the game in the ninth. Santana's performance this year has been sublime, uh, fantastic. There's not really a single descriptor. When you look at a lot of the uh, the, the stats that are... Um, ones that are additive that they keep going up he has more than the rest of the team combined in some areas for his performance he's carrying the offense a hundred percent in that point this was Shane Bieber's first start of the year strong performance by him going six innings striking out eight and allowing just two runs it's a a nice thing when your number five starter can go out and do that not a lot of teams have that luxury and for the Indians, this is a pitcher who doesn't even have a full season in the majors yet, so that's all the better. Saturday was maybe the most enjoyable game, as the Indians put up seven runs and several hitters uh, jumped in and and did something. We saw uh, Santana have another good game. Jordan Luplo started to uh, put some things together. Eric Stemetz had his first hit as a major leaguer. And more importantly, after his rough start, uh, last week, or two weeks ago, Carlos Carrasco went out and over five innings struck out 12 and showed that uh, last that his previous start was more of an aberration. And then the pitching saved the best for last Sunday when uh, Mike Clevenger went five innings before some back tightness um, had him leave. He had only thrown 75 pitches through those five innings, striking out... 10 and allowing one hit and one walk if you're following along at home that's 12 innings with no runs just two hits given up i think four walks and 22 strikeouts um it's two games it's small sample size but so far this year he has been the statistically best pitcher for the indians and at his age it's he there is the possibility that we're seeing him make another growth step this is a player who has really kind of dove head on into some of the new thoughts and beliefs with pitching. Takes the goes to Trevor Bauer, does a lot of the line drive stuff. So maybe Clevenger's finding a new level, which would be 
kind of uh, amazing if you're an Indians fan just because that adds another potential ace for this team. I also have to eat some crow on Sunday's game. Not Trevor Crow, but uh, speaking of another first-round pick, uh, Taylor Naquin went uh, had three hits, and that puts his uh, completely kind of changed his offensive outlook so far this year. I believe he's hitting over 300 now just because of that. Because again, early season, small sample size. Players that are not performing well though are. Are the, as for previously mentioned, Eric Stemetz and Roberto Perez. We saw a little less of him this weekend. Uh, Perez's OPS is 249. Uh, as a batting average, that's not great. As an OPS, it's awful. He has a negative 26 OPS plus, which is not the worst on the team. That belongs to Eric Stemetz among starters with a negative 31. I will stand by my earlier statement that there's a chance that they could do better DHing those positions and letting their pitchers hit. It has been ugly. In the second half of the show, you know, I mentioned we're going to go down and look at the minors and see how some of the names down there have done in the 3-4 game sample that we have right now. But before then, I uh, want to talk about our sponsor. It is BlueChew.com. If you've been ever curious about the little blue pills, if you're like me and you've been hearing about them since you were like 10, uh, this is your chance to try it at home for just 5 bucks. You go on the website, use the promo code MLB, you fill out a quick questionnaire, and it, it gets discreetly mailed to your house. You can give it a try, and no one else needs to know. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. So we're back, and... The minor league season started last week. Most teams started off on Thursday, so we're only about three or four, about four games in for some, three for others. Uh, for the Indians, you know, there's a few names to watch actually in Columbus. Jason Kipnis got in two games, uh, not the best results, but it's more important that he's getting game time. Uh, Yu Chang, who I've been pushing, has been maybe pressing a bit. Uh, not hitting much and if he's not making contact it limits his power so he may not actually be after all the times i've pushed him the indians best choice if they're going to promote a middle infielder ryan flattery might be the guy who was in camp he's uh he's performing well carlos gonzalez is performing well down there i know a lot of fans were excited when he agreed to a minor league deal Oscar Mercado is still hitting. Unfortunately, Eric Haas is also struggling. So, again, this is the smallest of sample sizes. Struggling versus hitting um, literally one good game or one bad game changes all of that. So, the stats aren't hugely meaningful. at the, They're not meaningful at this point, let's be honest. But those are more just the names to look at. Those are the depth options if the Indians need to consider someone as we are entering week three i don't think they're going to really be making any moves this is a team that traditionally will long play the current setup i think they're going to until the only changes that will come are when there is health or an opt-out and when one of those occurs they're 
that is when we could see some changes. I feel like the roster in its current incarnation is what we are likely to see for at least a month to a month and a half. Now, again, while I talk about the small sample size, I think it is also important to point out that when you look at someone like Roberto Perez, while this year is small sample size, we do have his previous years of his career, and to expect someone like him to be something other than what he is is a bit foolhardy, and that's kind of where the Indians are at this point. The fact that they went out and added... Uh, I'm gonna butcher Kevin P from the Mets. You know that shows that they weren't set or sold on that position. He was, like I said, given multiple starts this weekend. There is uh, people much smarter than me thought there was a chance for some offensive potential there. As for the rest of the lineup, you know, we'll still wait and see. Greg Allen got some more starts. I don't know if that is going to hold as he has been arguably the Indians' third worst hitter, um, which leads one to wonder if maybe I am cursing these players like Chang and Allen who are struggling. Uh, well, at the same time, I'm harping against Naquin and he goes out and plays well. So maybe I should just take a somewhat negative view on everyone and that is the Indians' best choice for future success. So, when I write about college baseball, um, which is often, um, if you're following me on Twitter, I'm at Jeff MLB Draft. If you're not following me, give me a follow. Every Monday or Tuesday, I have a piece that I call Full Count Trends, which is three players who are charting up and two players that are charting down. This could be based on reports I'm getting, could be based on just a bad weekend, um, which doesn't necessarily change their overall value, but I just, it's... I can use it for any multiple things is basically how it goes. So if I was doing a full count trends for the Cleveland Indians thus far in the season, my three players trending up would be Carlos Santana, as he has been the centerpiece of this Indians offense. He's still hitting over 400. With the the high slugging and the on-base, he has been better than uh, anyone could have anticipated. You have to put Mike Clevenger as well in that mix, even with the you know, the tightness today. There's every thought that he'll have his next start. He has been the Indians' most productive pitcher. Uh, he has been arguably the most productive pitcher in baseball so far with as good as his performance has been. There's not really a hitter. I mean, Hanley Ramirez is, again, your best chance for that third spot. So if we're not going there, then... Pitching-wise, you'd have to say that your third star, the third player trending up here, is Trevor Bauer, who, you know, through two starts, 14 innings, the near no-hitter, the walk rate is significantly up, which is not a concern because it's two starts, and that no-hitter was really odd in the regard that he had so many walks. But those are your three players who are definitely in the uptrend, who are playing better, that are probably their three strongest performers. Now, if I was doing the two strikes for it, I think it has to be the players I mentioned before, Roberto Perez and Eric Stamets. They, uh, you know, uh, Stamets has started all eight games, and these stats may not be updated, actually. Um, 
So let me try. Those are not updated. So give me one second. I apologize. You go to one site and then you realize, oh, it updates in the overnight. So Stamets is at, he has played all nine games and he's had 23 at bats. He's had one hit in those at bats, two walks, 14 strikeouts. He actually leads the team in strikeouts. Um, this is your below average power defensive only shortstop, leads the team in strikeouts. Um, second is Leonis Martin, who also doesn't have any power. So the two players with the most strikeouts are two players in the lineup who um, arguably have the least power in the entire lineup. So that's, uh, again, less than ideal. So Stamets uh, is definitely one of your trends down. He is not giving them anything offensively. And then the other one is Roberto Perez, who, again, is not giving them anything offensively. Fun fact, though, Roberto Perez does have a higher batting average and three less at-bats than Greg Allen. So one could make a case for Allen over Perez. And since Perez is such a good defender, that case might be better than one thinks. Um, but yeah, it's a long way around saying that uh, what I've been harping on this offense needs some help. Uh, if we just use some of those, you know, not the most advanced stats. But they only have two hitters currently within OPS over 700. Um, 700 is below average. I believe 715 is typically what we look at as an average score, and that's Hanley Ramirez and Carlos Santana. Everyone else, not so much. So, the Cleveland Indians' next opponent on there uh, is going to be Detroit, I believe. So this is another nice stretch for them as Detroit is set up to be one of the worst teams in baseball all year as they continue this rebuild. Uh, Corey Kluber will face Jordan Zimmerman. Uh, Zimmerman has struggled the last few years, though the Blue Jays were able to make him look like a world beater in his uh, first start of the year. Then it's Trevor Bauer against Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd has always been a uh, he was one of the players that came over in that David Price deal when they uh, shifted Price to the Blue Jays. Soft toss and lefty. Always had nice performance in the the minors. And last year seemed like he started to put it together to at least be that back-end starter that I, myself and others, projected. And then the Thursday matchup is going to be uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, sorry for the the second. I just realized they're all one o'clock games, which is odd. So this is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday matchup against Spencer Turnbull, who uh, I believe was a second round pick out of Alabama a few years ago. He performed uh, well for them at Alabama in his first start of the year. He had ten strikeouts against the Royals. He's a a big, strong kid. Uh, 26 years old, and yes, uh, yeah, second round pick. I had that correct. So the Indians are not exactly facing a murderer's row of pitchers. They're managing to avoid uh, Fuller, who is the Detroit pitcher kind of of name or note that most people would know. The Tigers as a team um, are not hitting much better than the Indians. You have uh, Nick uh, 
Castellanos and Nico Goodrim are the only players on their team with a OPS north of 700 using baseball reference so this could be another chance for the indians they need to at least take two out of three in this series not because it's do or die but just because they're facing a team that's less than and this is exactly the situation that good teams have to take advantage of so once again i want to thank everyone who is listening subscribing rating and reviewing Uh, The numbers are going up every time. We're crossing 100 per episode now, which is pretty awesome. And that's all thanks to you guys. Remember, you can tell your phone to play Locked On Indians when you get in the car in the morning. You can uh, end those subscriptions on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Those are all huge for us. So uh, thank you. And those reviews are even bigger. So I really appreciate everyone taking the time to do that. Keep on listening. Uh, keep on following along I promise to have less ums and less uh, points throughout the week the Sunday night uh, podcast is always a little bit harder just to uh, to get everything in order and going but uh, as the season progresses we'll have more dives into the minors we'll have more look at the major league roster and pretty soon I'll probably start adding in a few minutes of draft talk at the end just for uh, people who might be intrigued by such things. Thanks again for listening, and go Tribe!